Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we are two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would. At a tailgate, in the backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs, so let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Talking Dogs podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Clint. Clint, this is it. It's episode one. This is it, Daniel, we're here. We're here. We've done it. I know. I uh, didn't think we've done it. I didn't think we were going to get here because I haven't thought about football no. in months. No. How about yourself? No. Every time I do think about football, I go spiraling into a deep, dark pit of depression. I throw up in my mouth a little bit, and then I swallow it back down, mm-hmm. and I pretend that I'm interested in mm-hmm. tennis, and I begin watching Wimbledon again. Yes. Uh, yes. Because why, 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 why not, not at that point? Uh, so, this is our podcast. Uh, our intent, again, as you heard in the intro, we don't want to be an insider or a guru or anything like that. Uh, no. In fact, I'm too cheap to even subscribe to any premium UGA sites. So, if you're out 100%. there listening and you want to send me your username and password, uh, I welcome that. Uh, I won't say no to say no. log in to whatever premium site you subscribe to. Uh, oh yeah, our goal is to bring a fan's perspective from of talking about UGA football. Yes, yes, fandom first, uh, and so we're not going to get real technical uh, because that's not really fun. Other people have great insight for that. We're going to just ridicule and mock each other, and hopefully, at the end of this, Daniel, here's the hope. The hope is that you and I Tell can the actually. Hope, here's the hope. The hope is that you and I can actually talk about football without mm. punching a wall with mm. our bare fist, mm. uh, yeah. or, or yelling at grocery store lady who asked us how the game yeah. was. That's our yeah. goal. See, that's the hard part about thinking about starting this podcast for me is that it's so painful mm-hmm. to think about football, specifically Georgia football, as a as a fully invested, lifelong die-hard Georgia fan that was born in 1982 and Mm. has never in my lifetime witnessed the pinnacle of college football. Uh, It's a constant and painful reminder of what we all went through last January. And we did all go through it. I think it was a collective whole that as I hear people talk about, I think one of the most disgusting things is when people say, yes, but Clint... Here's how you can have solace. Remember mm. this about UGA season. We're a mm. year ahead. We had great things going. It doesn't don't, matter. Don't. Don't talk to me about a year ahead. Don't, don't. bring that at me. That's when you foolish. play in the national championship game, that's the that's the year to win it. That's it. It's not it's not the next year. It's it's that year. It's that year. And so um uh so what I did was I went on wikihow.com Great As site. one does. Great site. And I looked up an article that you know you can trust because anyone could have published it on there. And so you know that the credibility of said article is top notch. I looked up an article on how to process grief because I figure if we're going to start 
a UGA podcast. We've got to start by processing our feelings from 2017. We must. And so this article walks us through five simple steps for how to process grief. So if you're if you're out there at home and you feel like all the UGA sites that you read or or blogs or videos or podcasts that you listen to have have already seemingly gotten over the national championship game. Right. But you just don't feel like you've quite gotten over it yet. Mm-hmm. I invite you to go on this journey with us and process the national championship game. So without further ado, yes, we present to you a cathartic dumping of the national championship game. Cue us, the feelings music. Here's feelings. Uh, step one in processing grief, Clint, mm-hmm. is, is to it? face. You have to face the loss. Okay. Here's here's the thing. We didn't win the national no. championship game in 2017. We lost. We lost. Lost in, fact, in horrific fashion. Let's just go a, a step further and say Alabama won the national championship game. They beat us in the national championship game. Daniel, in I'm going to be honest with you. That what you just stated right there. That statement. Not that we lost, but right. Alabama won. That's the first time I've actually come to grips with that. It's ten times worse than just losing. Ten times worse. It is, in my mind, other than losing to Florida in the national mm-hmm. championship game, it would be the worst thing that could have possibly happened to us last Uh Yeah. I, so I'm, I'm glad we're doing this because I, I actually – I was prepared, but now I'm not prepared. Now I, I feel like I need to step back a little bit. Oh, and, it's a and fresh wound. It's a fresh, fresh wound. wound. That scab has been it, – it's not, it's not a, a scab that's been removed. It is a new cut that you just gave me. So, yeah. Thank you for that. And we're not afraid. We're not no. afraid to face the loss. We're going to dive headlong into this subject. So as, as you have just helped me, I want to help everybody else listening. You're not okay. Stop telling people mm. you're okay. Mm. Just mm. stop it right now. I there know you're go. not okay. I, there you go. It, Daniel, we have both come to grips with this, and I think everybody else needs to. If you're a UGA fan and you have been pushing the company line of mm-hmm. pleasantness, of happy mm-hmm. memories, of the defeat of Auburn, of a of a SEC oh. championship, mm-hmm. like just stop. Let's just let's not pretend anymore. Nope, that's not okay. No, that we lost. No. Uh, so with that, as you sent in the article, the second thing uh, once we face the loss, the second thing we need to do is. I think we need to let our pain out. Mm. Uh, and, and a way to do that with the feels, all the feels, is, Daniel, what what was one thing, what was one moment that was just the worst thing for you in the Natty, in the national championship game? Clearly, we lost, Alabama won, but what really sucked? Let me tell you what really sucked. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've, I've literally never told anyone this before, including my wife. I went to the bathroom at halftime. Halftime of the game. I don't know if you remember halftime of the game. 13-0. You were feeling pretty good feeling at great. halftime. I went to the bathroom, not because I had to go to the bathroom, but because I just needed a moment to collect my thoughts. And I'm in the bathroom, and I can feel my brain start to think, we're going to win the national championship. And immediately, because I'm me, and I've been cheering for Georgia for 35 years, 36 years, I immediately begin to self-correct. And I keep telling myself, don't say that. Keep it in check. 
This game is not over. There's a long way to go. You have seen worse things happen in your life than a blown lead at halftime of the national championship game. But I can't do it. I'm physically unable to restrain myself. Mm -hmm. And I start going down a road of imagining what it's going to feel like at the end of the game when we are victorious. I was planning out the text I was going to send you. I kid you not. In the bathroom at halftime, I was drafting a text that I was going to send to you at the end of the game. Wow. And then I left the bathroom, and about an hour and a half later, yeah, that sucked. That, to me, when I think back to the national championship game, and I think about what really sucked, it wasn't a particular play, it wasn't a particular moment, it was that feeling at halftime when deep down I knew I was doing something tragically wrong. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. doing, I was making a horrible mistake. And yet, I couldn't stop it. And there yeah. I was at the end of the game. Uh, yeah, Daniel, I mean, we, we were even to the point, you and I, we were trying to figure out how I was going to fly out at a certain point to either attend the SEC championship game or the Natty. We were, we were hitting every single connection we had of yeah. high-ranking CEO-type people in Atlanta oh. saying, who can give, who can just give us two tickets, one ticket? I don't know. How, how do we even road trip and tailgate at Can we that? just... Can we just pause? I don't mean to cut you off. Can we pause for a moment of silence for the people that were in attendance at that game? Let's, if you're listening uh, to this podcast and you yeah. were in attendance oh. at Mercedes-Benz, we raise a drink to you right now because we do. My lord. Wow. What a miserable what a miserable thing. So, Gosh. moment of silence. Okay. Anyway, moment of silence over. Okay, it's gone. Um, you know, here, here's what really sucks for me. It, likewise, me. it was halftime. Halftime. This is this is what happened. Uh, I have been so as as a new convert, a new newer convert to UGA. Yeah, you've uh, been, been you've been a Georgia fan about how long now? Uh, six years, five, six years, something in that okay. realm. Yeah. Uh, and I I am a lifelong sports guy. Uh, played collegiate football and and. and I've loved, loved the game. Uh, and I, I, you were the one that had converted me over to UGA as I was saying the, the landscape of college football was dead to me. Um, and I think what happened at halftime. So, so with this, I told everybody. I mean, everybody knows I'm a huge UGA fan. People stop me as I'm uh, driving on the West Coast. And I go to Chick-fil-A and I got my UGA hat on. And they, they have this kindred spirit as they go, oh, you, you're from Georgia too. And, and I speak and instantaneously they know I'm not from Georgia. Uh, but, but everybody knows. And so I got a text at halftime mm. from my father-in-law. Mm. Mm. And oh. it, it oh, said no. this. It said this, Daniel. It said, you're going to win the national championship. And I read that. And but like, likewise to you, there was, there was this gut feel where I said, no, 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 no. Why did, why did you just text that to me? Why mm-hmm. did you just do that to me? I, I, mm-hmm. I was having all the feels. I was having all the thinking as well that as I'm watching this, we're going to win. And you text me that? Mm. Why? That's uh, dirty. That's dirty. That's dirty text. Because in the moment, what it did to me was it solidified my conviction we were going to win. It didn't temper me at all. It was the buddy buddy that you have a just dumb idea with at the party. And he says, you know what? I'd do it with you. I'll I'll do that thing with you. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. Just fuel to the fire. Fuel to the fire, and I got all in. 
Uh, that really sucked for me. Set me up for failure in a big way. Wow. I feel good. We're letting our pain out. This is this is step two okay. of, of the five-step process. Again, according to wikihow.com, the yes. Internet's leading source leading. for for genuine grief counseling. Psychology today uh, ain't got nothing on these people. No. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Step three to mm. processing your grief. Share your feelings with others. Clint. Wow. How did you feel when we lost the national championship game? Uh, I think I think I'm going to put this in the simplest picture I can. I'm not. I, I'm not a real good guy at explaining my own feelings. So I'll explain what my feelings must have been in the eyes of the other members of my family. Um, who, for a good, solid four hours after the game, until they went to bed, my, my kids and, and my wife, uh, they did not ask me to go to dinner with them. We did not cook dinner that night. As a matter of fact, no, my dinner wife was unnecessary. D- dinner was unnecessary because I just got my tears to eat, is what I got. So <laughs> I'm, I'm full up, thanks. <laughs> Um, they got in the car and they left and they went somewhere yeah, they for dinner. I don't know where. For I, my my family could have your wife is the keeper, by the way, oh. for that move right there. I mean, what a move! What a what move. a veteran move! Veteran what a move. veteran would just take the kids, leave the house, don't even say anything about it. Don't just don't say a word. We're we're leaving. Yeah, we're leaving. that's a that's a big time move by your wife. And we we may come back to the house, and we're going to do a drive by first to see if it's still standing. <laughs> see if the house is out. on fire. Yeah, right. Um, now th- that was that was my wife and kids. Uh, the other member of my family that saw my pain was my dog, mm. who who would not look me in the eyes and ran <laughs> outside and could not be seen in the same room as me. Uh, it was it was probably that in the days after uh, it was probably one of the most gut wrenchingly punched things I could do where I felt like scorched earth and uh, at any moment I could be set off by somebody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The fuse was so short after yeah. that loss. I here, let me describe to you the last few seconds of the national championship game. For me, I'm standing. I'm watching the game with my wife and my son, my seven-year-old son, who loves Georgia football, mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. obsessed with Georgia football, knows every player's name, number, hometown, mm-hmm. year in school, draft eligibility. Is you, obsessed. You've done right been, by that boy. Yeah. Has has been following the dogs with me all season. As one does. I'm watching the game with my wife and son. My wife and son are sitting on the couch. I'm standing behind the couch because I know we all have personal preferences. Mm -hmm. If if you prefer to to watch the game sitting down, I get that. Sure. I prefer to watch the game the correct way by standing up and pacing the entire time. So I'm standing behind the couch and I'm holding the remote in my hand, pointing the remote at the TV. In hindsight, I have no idea why I'm doing this other than I must have had a premonition. Mm. But the second, the second that that ball hit the hands of that Ooh. Alabama receiver, my finger was already on the off button, and I pushed off on the TV. Oh, you're smart. 
I didn't see one piece of confetti drop. I didn't hear one interview. I didn't... I don't know the name to this day of the person who caught that ball. And spoiler alert, I do not ever want to know the name of the person who caught that ball. I, I don't know anything about the play. All I know is that he caught the ball. Yeah. And I turned the TV off. And then immediately, as I clicked the TV off, I, I like turned into... I like went into dad mode, I think. Yeah. Because... My son is there, and so I just quietly walked around the couch, sat down next to my son, and he looked up at me with this kind of look of disbelief on his face. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of silently nodded my head, and we just sat there for about <laughs> an hour and said yes. absolutely nothing to each other. Absolutely nothing. Uh, I didn't pick up my phone for two days after mm-hmm. the national championship mm-hmm. game. You and I, I was reflecting on this, you and I probably sent, what would you say, 30,000 texts to each other in the 24 hours leading up to the game? Oh, I mean, if you were to stream, if if we were to print that off, there is some document in our FBI file as the state is watching us, and they are just laughing at these two idiots on the number of pages we have text message-wise. I mean, in hundreds of thousands of texts sent the week leading up to the game, we didn't send a single text for at least three days. It was at least three days before I could even type, like, click on your name in my phone because the pain was so real. And again, if you're the type of person who likes to be around other people Mm -hmm. when something like this happens, I get it. I just just do it the right way, which is by yourself and by and stuffing my feelings down deep inside of me so that I never yes. have to address them again. Good uh, for you. Yeah, so that was my immediate aftermath in the days and weeks that followed. Yeah. It was a like you said, just a continual simmer, which brings me mm. to point 4, I think. What's that? On the on the five steps to processing your grief, which is distance yourself from people yes. who aren't compassionate on your situation. I think Ooh. this, of all the the advice that WikiHow could have given us as Georgia fans, this is the one that we should really take to heart. Maybe you don't want to let your pain out. Maybe yeah. you don't want to share your feelings with others. Right. But for the love, do yourself a favor. Uh-huh. Distance yourself from people who aren't compassionate on your yes. situation. Yes, uh, this this is much like I, I I have another personal story that that reflects my attitude towards this, and I used to think these people were crazy, but this makes absolute sense. And maybe I, I was hurting somebody. I'm I'm originally from California, and moved up to Oregon, and when you tell people from Oregon that you are you is lived, Oregon Oregon is in the United States still? Or is that not barely? Have they, have they seceded from the from the United States? Or that, here's here are two facts about Oregon. One, the rest of America doesn't want us. Uh, just historically, in the Factual. history of Oregon, uh, once they found the Pacific Northwest, they were like, "This is this place is too hard to get to." Uh, how about we just let them be their own thing? Yeah. Um, actually, correct. And, and you're doing it. And Oregon said, "Okay, you're <laughs> out there doing it. We're fine doing this." But when you tell people, I, so I, I told a gentleman when I first moved here, I was from California, and instantaneously, uh, no words were exchanged. He he didn't about face, turned on his heel, and just walked away from me. Mm-hmm. And I, I had no idea why. I was like, well, what is happening? You really hate us that much? And truth is, yes. Uh, I, f- I, I didn't know what he felt until mm. now. 
And now I understand. Somebody who this this is such great advice. Somebody who cannot understand and is not compassionate with your feelings, just distance yourself from them. Just don't. Turn around, hard path. walk away. Turn around. So yeah. I, I, I had one of these experiences. There was a, a good friend of mine, and, and, and part of my day job, I, I get to stand in front of people and speak and have, have a public uh, face with them. And uh, as I was at an event, at a gathering, a friend of mine uh, knew that I was watching uh, UGA National Championship and uh, asked me just point blank as I'm standing, having to compose myself mm. in front of others. Worst possible sh- moment. You're, worst you're, possible. You're moment. trying to put the face on. Yep. You're trying to be put together. You're trying to act as if a bunch of 19-year-olds running around on a field <laughs> doesn't dictate your entire life. You're trying that's to pretend I'm... like that's not true about you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm trying to put that poker face out there. It turns uh-huh. out that poker face uh, was do I was I was doing an admirable real thin. It's real thin. It's, thin, a, no. it's real thin veil. It turns out. So I was doing an admirable job. Uh, but sure enough, as I'm standing in front, we have an audience, and he just shouts out to me, "Hey, Clint, how was the game?" And Bastard. Daniel, yeah. that's exactly what he is. <laughs> and I, it took. I don't know. To this day, I have no clue how I didn't just step off the stage and rush this man. Uh, but I didn't, and and uh, so glad I didn't. But wow. we we didn't speak for a good two weeks, no. where there was there was there's no nothing to say. There's nothing, nothing to say. No no point. eye contact. I mean, everybody else was laughing. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one guy who was not laughing. Yeah. We know. We, we know. know. We know. Uh, yeah, as I as I think about distancing myself from others, I I can't even I can't even give you one story mm. about someone that I encountered who who just truly didn't get it. There are too many stories to <laughs> to, to, to even tabulate, and so I'm going to give you a category of people that that maybe we'll see if you can identify with, and and oh, in yes. in the pantheon. Of obnoxious people, there are Tennessee fans, Absolutely. and then there are these people. Okay. I mean, I'm talking about right below Tennessee fans. Yes, I live in Nashville, by the way, which is just you can pray for me if you've got the time. Uh, I've 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 been through there and I've seen the hideous orange on Tennessee some fans. Dark places. I digress. Okay, in the pantheon of obnoxious people, this happened to me no less than 10 times in the week following and has happened to me no less than 50 times in mm. the months following and it hasn't gotten any better any of the times no matter how much time passes and that's the guy who comes up to you and says hey man tough game but seriously though it was a great game right i mean oh my oh i mean seriously what a great game they they might use a term classic, maybe. Do they? Do yeah, they say, I mean, just an instant classic, man. Just oh. what a man! It must have been awesome to be part of such a great game. Um, if I could interject, no, 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 it was not awesome. No, the game was not great. Nope. The game was deplorable. It was a giant yes. dumpster fire of human feces. Correct. Is what the game was. There was Correct. nothing great about it. There was nothing classic about it. There was nothing memorable or noteworthy mm. about it. It was, in some total, 
four of the worst hours of my entire life. Entire life. And every positive moment in the game is made negative by the outcome of the game. Therefore, there were no positive moments no from the National none. Championship game. There no. are no bright and sunny takeaways nah. from the National Championship game. Nah. It was the worst thing that happened to Georgia football all season, nay, all decade. All, yeah, I was just going to say, ever. I mean, if you're, if you're a UGA fan and you are saying to yourself, come on, come on, you grumpy old men. It was great. We were there. We played. We have longevity. Look at our players. Look at recruiting. <laughs> you Okay, you have not gone through steps one through four, and yeah. I encourage you. Yeah. This next season, you're here's going to happen. You're just don't live in denial. Don't live you're in denial. denial. Just uh, hop on the boat that says last year was an utter disaster. Because of the national championship, because of how we lost, because of how it played out, because of everything, stop telling me it was good. And the, the second you do that, you are now ready for next year. The second you are able to walk you're through ready. this. Before that, well, you're, you're not, not ready. You're not quite ready for next year because there's because still yeah. step five. Okay, good. The final Shoot, step, The final step of processing our grief, and I need to hear from you first on this one. Okay. Uh, the final step is... Harbor no regrets. And I think this wow. is really where we get to some healing and we get to we get okay. to move on. Because here's the thing, Clint. It's not your fault hmm. that we lost the national championship game. I just need but you to know that. I need you to it hear feels it that way. From I... me, it's not your fault. And here's what I need you to do. I need you to tell me whose fault it is. If it's oh not my, Clint's oh fault. Oh my gosh. Whose fault is it? Daniel, I don't uh, Okay. Okay. This I, is I a safe know. space. This, this is, is a safe, a safe space. space. Okay. Here's the deal. Um, I'm not going to do it yet, but I'm also... I, so I'm not ready. I'm not prepared to endorse this gentleman, but I'm also at the same time ready to let bygones be bygones. Okay. Okay. This sounds big of you. It, uh, I'm trying. There were months. Since the end of the national championship game, there is one gentleman who mm -hmm. may or may not have been trailing by 10 yards on mm -hmm. said final play mm -hmm. and pointing to a safety mm -hmm. saying and, and pointing blame. Now, mm -hmm. I have been Kirby Smart, coach in the secondary, two gentlemen who can't figure out who's covering who mm -hmm. on a mm -hmm. distance that is just ungodly amount mm -hmm. on a position in the field that is inconscionable that, that, that it happened. I have yet to say his name. To this day, mm -hmm. I refer yes. to him as. You've texted me his jersey number many times since so, the national championship game. So while I am not prepared yet to to endorse said gentleman, and I'm not, I will say this: uh, next time we're on this podcast, as I look at the depth chart, as we talk about scheming, as we discuss fandom, I am prepared to use his name mm. because. I'm harboring no ill regrets whatsoever. But you are saying it's his fault we lost the national championship. I'm game. saying Just it's to be his clear. fault we lost. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just to be okay. clear, I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. It is yeah. absolutely a hundred percent his fault. It's Without his a fault. doubt, it's his fault. And if you want to point fingers, and also article writer that told me he's learned from this experience and he's ready to move on. Mm -hmm. uh, that sounds sweet. That sounds sweet. It's also a bold-faced lie and something mm -hmm. you need to retract immediately because your name's on that forever now. So yep. go ahead and remove that because it's his fault. 
Yeah. So here's so. the thing. As we're as we're thinking about these five stages and talking about how we were going to talk about this on the on the podcast, I you didn't share that with me ahead of time, but I knew I beyond a shadow of a doubt. Oh. That that's that that's who you were going to say. I, yeah. I knew that, and 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 I need to be honest with you, Clint, because I don't think I've I've ever really fully been honest with you about mm. this. I don't even know who was in coverage <laughs> on the play. <laughs> Again, let me reiterate: the ball touched the hands. He could have dropped it. This could all yeah. be a big joke. We could have won the national championship game, and everyone could be lying to me. Yeah. The ball touched the hands of the Alabama receiver, and instantaneously my finger went down on the off button of my... I I didn't read a single article no. about the national championship game. I didn't watch a single video. I didn't listen to a single interview. I have no idea. I have a guess, because right. I watch Georgia football all year, and I know who blows coverages. But... In my mind, it's not his fault that we lost the national championship. I'm going to take a different road, if you'll bear with me. I believe it's Tom Brady's fault that we lost the national championship game. You know exactly why I think it's Tom Brady's fault. Listen, as a Georgia native, born and raised in Uh the great state of Georgia, Uh a lifelong UGA fan, Falcons fan, Braves fan, Hawks fan, I can tell you, if you think this state isn't under some kind of deep curse, then you've not been paying attention. No. James Oglethorpe was involved in some kind of voodoo witchcraft back in the day, and somehow he laid the groundwork that every team that I ever cheer for would simply just never win a championship, period. I don't want it to be true that we're cursed. It's just all the evidence points to the fact that we're cursed. And so last February, the February before the national mm-hmm. championship game, we all saw, as as I, ever, I realize not every Georgia fan, you're an example, not every Georgia fan is a Falcons fan, not every Georgia fan is a Georgia Native, but for those of us that are Falcons fans, we all saw the national championship game. We watched mm-hmm. it happen. We, and so, for us to even believe that anything different would happen in the the following January, when our beloved Bulldogs were playing for the title, it's Tom Brady's fault. And if you and Brady. if you want to argue me on that. Go ahead, because I will go to my grave, not just blaming Tom Brady for the Dirty Birds not winning the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but also somehow Nick Saban channeled his inner Tom Brady and yeah, somehow cost us the national I kind of get this feeling... There, there's a lot, so not to be that guy, but let's be that guy for just a second. There's some conspiracy theory here that I can buy into. Um, yeah. I, I, I really can. Because would it be above Brady and Belichick and and all these guys if if they if Georgia was to go down like this? Because I don't know if you know, there is a there's an exodus of Georgia players up to New England. Uh, oh yeah. On the roster now. Oh, it's a, it's just a mass move. 
It's a mass move. So wouldn't it be wise to have this devastating loss? And, and if it ticks a guy... To motivate him. To motivate them. Yeah. So and Michelle's going to run with twice the fervor next year for the, for he, the Patriots. He don't got a ring. Nah. No. He, he don't, he he don't got a championship. One, yeah. He wants one, though. Oh, there's some conspiracy theory here that I there's can, the, I can there's tell There's some packs made with the devil and... I'm well, there you. is a crossroads crossroads box underneath that stadium uh, that the that the juju has seeped out of, yeah, uh, no, and it's, it's bad. Real. It's real. It's real. But Daniel, Daniel, I want to let you know as well. It's not your fault. I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, th- that's it. Those are the five steps. Those are the to processing grief. Hopefully, this has been helpful for you, Clint. I I feel like it's been helpful for me. Tell how do you feel? Uh, Truth be told, I feel good. That was the cathartic dumping of mm-hmm. the national championship game. It's it's flushed out of my system. I need it. I, I need it. I need it. Yep. I need it. I have a confession to make to you and the listener. Uh, I've yet to watch the Georgia spring game from this last year. It's it's still recorded on my DVR, but it's the Oof. middle of July, and I haven't been able. To, I have I have opened the list and I have clicked down to highlight the Georgia spring game and yeah. my finger has hovered above the enter button on mm. my remote control but I've never been able to push the button because I can't I haven't been able to stomach the idea of seeing that power G take the field at Sanford Stadium of seeing the red and the black I, I haven't I can't look Jake Fromm in the eyes I don't feel like up to this point in my life. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch the... Before the you. next time we record, I will have watched the spring game from this year because I because I think I'm ready. I yeah. think I'm ready I, to think about football again. So wise. I tried watching. I got, one, I got three plays in to the spring game. I was foolish enough to sit down before doing these five processes and, and sit down and watch the plays, and I could not get past three plays. I got up and left the room. Uh, so you are a wiser man than I, and, but I think now, like you, I can it's go time. back and revisit it. It's time to go back. And, and time to go back. Look, I've read about the spring game. I know it's not a lot to watch, but I'm ready for it. It's I'm ready. I'm ready to yeah. just see the human beings out on the field again Yes. And try to not feel the things that I feel. Okay. Cathartic dumping over. All right. Well done. Well played. That's fantastic. So with that being said, right. we, we need to we need to say something for we will never again. Here here's also mm. with this cathartic we will never again in this podcast or to each other talk about the national championship game ever again. It's it's done. It's in the past. We're, We're finished. not we're finished right. with this. We might make an overt reference to that sure. time. Sure. But there's no need to get into the details no. of the game. There's no need to know who caught what touchdown pass or who threw what thing or third yeah. down and what or whatever happened. There's no need. There's, there's no, no need. need. No need. So, uh, because it's it's over. We haven't even Great. talked about how the dude was on sides. No, he he was. He was, I mean, by the way. We know that. We Everyone know. in America start, knows that. Everybody, everybody Doesn't matter. knows. Because nope. you know what, Clint? It's not our fault. Why? It's not our fault. It's not our fault. I ain't mad. No, I'm not mad about All right. it. All right, well, let's uh, move on and talk about a few other things. Well, for, kind of from, from here on out, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be looking forward towards the 2018 yes. season. Obviously, we are a mere 
a handful of weeks away from the precipice of this 2018 season, which is such an mm-hmm. exciting, promising, mm. uh, looks to be another gloriously exciting season for UGA football. I want to yeah. take a moment and just do a couple other things non-national championship game related where we look back at the 2017 season and we talk about some other things because it wasn't all the national championship yeah. game. There, there are some positives that we can there take were. away from last season. Not, and not just that we got to witness the greatest running back duo in the history of Georgia football, but there history. are some positives from last season that are, that are carrying over into this season. Yeah. So tell me, Clint, what's something from last year that's coming back this year that makes you excited? Uh, now, this may not be the most well-received things because it was critiqued oh through the season. I know, but but I am most excited for this. Starting off with a hot take. I'm starting off with a hot take. Now, they were ridiculed for, for the way they handled the game. They were ridiculed for how the ebbs and flows of the seasons. And, and I even ridiculed them a few times in games for the offensive play calling and the decisions that were made. But I'm going to tell you this. As I reflect back... I am personally excited for the consistency and carryover of the offensive staff with wow. co-offense. I, I know. Wow. I, as I told you it wasn't going to be well he's received. He's coming out of the gate with Jim co- Chaney is the thing he's excited about. I, well, if you notice, I was very specific. Jim Chaney was not my only thing I was excited about. <laughs> but we all heard it. We all, I, well, <laughs> we all heard Jim Chaney. We all know. Well, and, and, any, and any listeners that we had to the podcast clip... Are done. Just immediately done. shut it down. Just well, immediately. Jim Chaney is not the, is not the name I said. I go <laughs> offensive. We got a game plan here. But mm. as I look to the as I look to the offense, and my, and my second take is very very similar to this vein. Uh, so I have another take, but but it'll go after years. Uh, the offensive play calling and the ability that they had to 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 take and attack a team. We won many games last year by many different means. That's true. Uh, and and it was offensively the change. Now the defense, I, I'm, I, I, you will not find a bigger fan of the defense than me. Uh, I will well document that. Well documented. I am a defensive guy, but I am most excited about the play calling coming forward and the guys we have returning that they feel like they can fit a system and the rest of the the decision makers and coaching staff on offense have i believe at the beginning of the season last season we grew into a big playbook i think at the beginning of the season we have a wide playbook mm. and the guys mm. to to fulfill it where last year we were we were very one dimensional to begin and we grew now we've grown and we can only get better at all things not better at some things. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to piggyback off that, and I'm going to go with the obvious here. Obvious. And let's just say, let's just say it. It's Jake Fromm. That's what, Jake Fromm. That's what we have to be excited about. It's, yes. You can be excited about Jim Chaney and the number of beignets that he's going to eat every game. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, I just... I, I think I just put it together. Are we going to LSU this year? Uh, Daniel, we are going to LSU. Gosh, Jim Chaney is going to eat so many beignets in Louisiana. He's going to you find a way cr- to get to New Orleans. Oh, yeah. And he's going, anyway. You Jake know how, from, you know, you know how uh, Kirby Smart, there's there's strength coach, and he's got the get-back guy, the pull-back uh-huh. guy on his belt. Belt guy. You know? belt loop guy. Do, you think, do you think Jim Chaney has one of those in other aspects of his life? 
Uh, you mean like at a buffet? Well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, have, you think he's got one of those? I get bad guy. Yeah. I get bad guy. Jim, Jim, <laughs> Jim, Jim, Jim. Hey, I think we hey. talked about this. All right, All right enough about. You're it. most excited for for Jake Fromm. Jake, it's Jake Fromm. Look, I know Justin Fields is good, and full disclosure, I hope Justin Fields is better than Jake Fromm. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not. I don't care who plays quarterback at Georgia. Don't care. As long as it's the best person available, not injured Could, yeah, to keep play it going, quarterback. Yes, but but Jake Fromm, he's not just good at football. He's no. a leader. Mm. He gets it. He owns the huddle. Everyone in the locker room trusts him. Everyone in the offensive huddle looks to him. He won't let this team have a letdown. No. You understand, the best thing that could have possibly happened to Georgia this season was Nick Chubb gaining a fifth year of eligibility. Because mm. he, because that's the reason we went to the national championship game last year, and nobody tell me otherwise. Because Nick Chubb simply willed us to go he to the said, national championship game. said, get on my back, game. I'm going to get us there. I'm not Follow saying that, I'm not saying Jake Fromm is Nick Chubb, but Jake Fromm is that kind of guy. He's just not he going to let us lose three or four games this year. He's just not no. going to let us go nine and three or something that would be absolutely awful. Are we going to make it to the national championship game? I'm not predicting that. Yes, of course we are. But Jake Fromm is not going to let us really fall off the wagon. He's no. he's the thing, if you're going to look at one thing coming back, mm. that, that we have to be excited about. Because we saw who he was last year. We did. We know. We know exactly what we're getting. We what commodity we have. We know the stats. We know the long ball. We know the way this guy produces a great work ethic throughout the week. We've heard him. I mean, yeah. it's to the point now where I'm trying to make it socially acceptable for a 39 year old to marry a 20 year old because I got a daughter who's who's not that old yet, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out how do I convince Jake to go ahead and forego marriage until his late 30s, nah. and then how can we talk about something? That's because that's super, the type that's of, just super creepy. But it's super creepy, just, I know, but that's the type that's of guy just, he is. That's I, real I creepy. That's uh, real creepy. We're going to yeah, edit that part out of the <laughs> podcast for the sake of your family. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, my right, give me another, give me another take. What's, what's something right. else? What's something uh, else we have the, to look forward to? If I was to say to you, Daniel, give me a top 20 players on UGA. If you were to rate players okay. for Georgia roster, okay? My guess is this. Okay. Within the top 10, you would find yourself having a hard time shoving more offensive linemen into that category mm. of talented players we have mm. than the offensive line. I mean, as Ben Cleveland last year got more playing time, it turns out that that man runs over people and picks them up and moves them better than he does eat Twinkies. Yeah, no, and he is he, not a normal human being. He's not a normal human being. Mountain of a man is a great, great way to describe him. It's incredible. The offensive line, the the tackles, we got bookend great tackles. Yep. The we yep. we have just a girth of men who are protecting from who will be paving the way. Who just yes. love to hog mollies is not is not appropriate. It's something more than that. These He's, men yeah. love getting after each other. Yeah. No, I love so, it. Offensive, the offensive line, line is my. I'm thrilled to watch them. I will love to watch close-ups of ESPN on the two or three on the guard center combos on blocking on pulling and watching them just pancake yeah. people all year long. Yeah, 
No, I love it. I love it. I'm I'm excited about. I know this is looking back at 2017, but even the newcomers on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. There's so yes. much to think about the the depth of talent that we're stacking up there. It's it's absolutely fantastic. I, for my look, my second thing, I'm going I'm going all obvious all the way. What the, yeah. what's the best thing about Georgia football? It's not even close. It's Kirby Smart. No. It's Kirby the Smart. best thing about Georgia football. I don't know where you stand on Mark Richtgate, uh, but but Kirby Smart's the best thing to happen to Georgia football in quite some time. Long time. Okay. If Kirby Smart wanted to wear the, the jersey 34 on the sidelines, I'd let him. That's oh. how I feel about oh, Kirby Daniel. Smart. Oh, Daniel. Okay. That's, that's Daniel, you just you just shot the moon, and I love it because I alienated the the rest of the fan base that doesn't yeah. already I took Jim hate. Cheney, you, you took, took Jim three four. I okay, took good for you. Uh, look, the, we knew the guy could recruit, yes. but also it turns out he can coach, he mm-hmm. can prepare, and he mm-hmm. can make adjustments. Yes, we won a bunch of games last year, uh, going away because yeah. our team was more ready and our team was more fired up. And then we won some games last year because we went into the locker room and we came out and they had no idea what to do with us. And no we clue. saw that even two years ago, the uh, Auburn game, two yes. years ago when we were not a good team, and which, Auburn which, came, the way, you, came trotting you into Athens. At yes, game. we were at that game, and the first half was awful. Oh, so bad. We were so bad. And the second we were half, with some Auburn fans, and we did not enjoy that first half at all. How many how many first downs did they get in that second half, Clint? How many? I think I think I think I'm pretty sure that the number is less than one. It was less than I'm, it was a zero. They got zero, zero. first downs. It, this this guy can coach. He can he make can adjustments. Coach. He can prepare yep. players, and obviously, he can recruit. So. It, yeah. It's Kirby Smart. Maybe we won't make, again, maybe we won't make the national championship game. But what we learned sure. in 2017 is it's not a fluke. Because no. we've, got, we've got a dude that knows how to get things done. And so. And all facets. He's not the one facet guy. All facets. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so the next thing I want to ask you this is that that's looking back. That's what's excited. But if I was to ask you from last year, if, if you were to go into a yearbook and say uh, most likely to succeed and you were to have some things and people were to vote and, and fill it out. Some uh, superlatives. Uh, some superlatives. Will. Yes, thank you. Some UGA superlatives. Daniel, you got a superlative for me for last year. Uh, that That's for a hot last, for us. From last year's team. I'm going to go with most likely to be the steal of last year's NFL draft. Okay. And I think, do you have a guess? You don't have to say it out loud, but do you have a guess as to who I'm going to say right now? Because I I think you should know. I have a guess. You could say, I mean, you could say Roquan, you could say Chubb, you could say Michelle. All of those guys are going going to have great NFL careers. But the steal of last year's NFL draft was drafted... Just pause for a moment. 224th overall. That's silly. Javon Wims, Clint. Amen. The Chicago Bears took Javon Wims at 224. He is going to, we said it all year watching him. All year. He is going to have a 10 to 15 year NFL career where he is incredibly productive and a valuable asset. He's going to sign a contract in three to four years 
that is extremely lucrative after his rookie deal runs out. He is a that's, Malcolm Mitchell type oh, yes. dude that's going to get on with a with a team and provide a valuable role. And let's be honest. I mean, let me let me run through these numbers for you. Last season, Javon Wims, 45 catches, 720 yards, 16 yards per catch. Yeah. Seven tuds. Okay? Now, I didn't even didn't say until midway in the passing game. I didn't even say the most impressive thing about Javon Wims from last year, which was his blocking. His, his run blocking downfield. It was insane. The guy just moved people 20 yards as Chubb was running down his back. He knew. Yeah. Wins has got that, that on lockdown if on you, that side. If you were to tally touchdowns for receivers that they blocked on, I guarantee you he blocked on double-digit touchdown runs. He had a key block on double-digit touchdown runs last season, yes. plus the seven that he caught. So, the Browns yeah. receiving core isn't exactly an all-star team. Or, I'm sorry, yeah. the Bears receiving Bears. core. That's who drafted The Bears receiving core isn't exactly an all-star team. Shout out to your boy Marlon Brown, who is on the Bears on. Uh, receiving core. Uh, but Javon Wims will make an immediate impact with the Chicago Bears. And uh, people will be talking about him as the steal the of the steal. draft. It, uh, honestly, when we were going through the, I, I know we didn't say we were going to go back to the cathartic, but one of the things that really sucked is when Javon Wins got injured uh, in, in the natty uh, and had, had to come out. That I was had, one of the suckiest I had points. blocked that from my memory. I didn't even remember that it happened. Uh, There's so I, many I, things about that game that I don't even remember. I love Javon Wims. Javon I, Wims I, I think a, I told you, my, my hot take during the season was that he was better than any receiver that came out last year that made an NFL club. Uh, he yeah. was better than Malcolm Mitchell. He, he, he's incredible. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's, right, here's give me my a superlative. The jersey purchase. So I'm not, I'm not a big jersey guy. I, you'll never find okay. me with a jersey on yeah. at a game. It's just a personal choice. Sure. I don't know why. Sure. Uh, but my kids, my kids have jerseys. And if I was to purchase a jersey to brainwash my children mm. as to who who is up in the Mount Rushmore mm. of UGA, uh, uh, all great. Mm. Uh, I I personally have such a crush on this man. It got really awkward Super during awkward. the season. Super awkward. Super awkward. And like that time you said you wanted to yeah. marry off your infant daughter to. Uh, well, Jake from awkward well, like that. Well, awkward, kind of like that. Okay, kind of. Okay, uh, not as <laughs> awkward because some may say that was probably one of the most awkward things I've said to date. No, it was. Um, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was real. It was up there. Anyway, it was real. Uh, but everybody in UGA, everybody in, in Dog Nation will agree with me on this. No one's going to fight me on it. But I'm going to go a step further and say the jersey purchased to brainwash my children as to the, to one of the greatest is in fact Roquan Smith. Because I'm about to say this. You may like Thomas Davis. Mm. You Mm. may like Mm. Geno Atkins, Mm. which are two phenomenal Mm. players Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this. Mm -hmm. Roquan Smith will be... Easy. Easy now. Easy now. Will be the game-breaking linebacker that Brian Urlacher was before, mm-hmm. Roquan Smith will define a generation of linebackers because he was the best def- college defensive player I have seen. And that's not just at UGA. I, there is not a single guy I'd rather have on my defense. I'm starting defense. Roquan Smith, first pick. Number time. one pick. Even close. On the defense. Number one pick. I don't, I don't Are care. you saying, I want to clarify for posterity's sake, because this is being Please recorded. Do. Yes. Are you saying... When all is said and done, 
Roquan Smith will have the best NFL career of any University of Georgia defensive player in the NFL. Hmm. Is that what I, you're saying? Because I, I heard you I, use the names Thomas Davis and Geno Atkins, who are, who are two of the gaggle of yes. possible oh. uh, folks you could let. We haven't even talked about 24, uh, no. uh, Mr. Champ Bailey, yet in yeah. this discussion. But are you saying that Roquan tops them all? Better career in the NFL than any of them? Is that what you're saying? Listen, here's what I will say. I watch. Don't back up on me now. Just, I'm, just, I'm not backing up. I'm, 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 I'm gaining speed. Okay. I'm, I'm ready to jump over okay. the. You're, I'm ready you're, to you're about to go. You're about to go. Better career than any linebacker in the history of the NFL. Not just I mean, any Georgia I was, player. I was. Um, that's my. That's my aim. That's the target I'm shooting at. I don't know if yep. I'll get there. But no. I'll say this: watching Roquan Smith fly around the field and the, the scientific stats on how fast he is and the hits he single-handedly stopped mm-hmm. in Oklahoma that mm-hmm. I have I have yet to see replicated on a regular basis. Uh, I am going to say that when all is said and done, we will be having this argument. And and my position and your position, whoever that is, and whoever UGA fan says no, 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 Champ is is clearly the best. He was, you know, I will have equal footing to say. All right then. No, I believe Rokon Smith is. All right. Um, That's bold. That's a, a hot take. That's a spicy That's take. That's a hot take. I like it. I like it. Yep. All right. My my final superlative is this, and and this can this can be quick because there's no need to discuss it because it is simply accurate. The best silver lining of the 2017 season. Look, no one is excited that Nick Chubb is leaving the University of Georgia. He is, in my mind, not just the second greatest Georgia running back of all time. In my mind, he has that Roquan Smith-type argument for he he is the second best college running back of all time, in my mind. Get it. Get it. Uh, and, And so, no one is excited that Nick Chubb is leaving Georgia. But Objectively, no matter where you stand, there's one silver lining to the fact that Nick Chubb is leaving Georgia, and that is that we never have to hear Scott Howard say "chubby time" again, ever again on the freaking broadcast. Nick Chubb is irreplaceable, guys, but but not having to hear "chubby time" ever again may be worth it. What you what your statements are to to awkward so far on this podcast <laughs> how could yeah. there be a more awkward catchphrase how did after the first time he said it some intern not mute his microphone grab him by the face and say what are you doing man what I, are you, I have no clue how what are you do doing yeah we're all excited that he scored a touchdown but pull yourself together dude you can't you can't say chubby time 50 times as he runs into the end zone it's how unacceptable. He how he wasn't sued by somebody who's listening to the broadcast with their child? Yeah. No, I'll, it's I'll a real. Know. It's a real. So, best silver okay. lining of the 2017 season that's, is that's that good. hopefully we've put the phrase chubby time to bed. To, <laughs> to bed. Well, uh, I'm glad you just added put that to bed. That's <laughs> real awkward. I'm glad you did that. Fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, um, you got any more superlatives? I got one, one more, and this right. is... Uh, 
the most um, agonizingly favorite player for this coming year. So my one of the players last year who's coming back this year, who's the most agonizingly favorite. As in, you so don't one, want him to be your favorite, but he is. No, he is my favorite, and because he's my favorite, and because of what's said about him, I am. I, I'm only setting myself up for disappointment. Oh, I see. For how you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. And that's that's Swift. That's DeAndre Swift. And mm. here's why. He's not going to average 7.4 yards per carry in the SEC. He's going to have to Well, have if, he, if, if he doesn't, then he'll be the worst running back George has had in a long time. The worst featured back George has had in a long time. A long I time. Mean, I mean. Ooh. Ooh. You, so you're telling me, okay, let's over under. You're saying. I'm not saying he will average that in the SEC. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying. That's not an unreasonable bar to be the feature back at Georgia. Well, see, I, be, so seven point. Todd Gurley's the, the feature back at Georgia. You well, understand? Let's. I do understand. And that's, Todd that's, Gurley's not the best feature back at Georgia in the last five years. He's not. I, I'm Sony Michelle was a better feature back, possibly, arguably, than Todd arguably. Gurley. But, but see, the the problem with DeAndre Swift and the problem with all those guys is you if you start out of the gate at 7.4, your expectations don't sit at 7.4. Your expectations yeah. go yeah. 9, 10. Yeah. We're talking you know, 15 to 20 tuds. All these things come into play, and you begin over-inflating. So he's my favorite player, uh, yeah. one of my favorite players. Just I love everything about him. But I am I, I want to the, the breaks. I fear yeah. the letdown to say everybody, like, guys, he's good. Let's not cast a bust for him quite yet. Yeah. Let's let's slow. I like it. That's that's what I'm saying. All right. Well, it's about time to wrap this up. It Um, is. I have. um, I thought it might be a fun way to end our conversation. I got a little trivia question for you. A little UGA football trivia question. Feel free if you're playing along at home. You can pause the recording, play along. Don't cheat. You'll know in your heart if you did. You will. Here's my question for you. Okay. I want to know how many of the players from last season who are going to be on this year's team scored a touchdown. Ooh. How many players scored a touchdown last season who are going to be on this year's team? I want to see how many of those guys you can name. And then, bonus points, I'll, I want you to take a guess as to how many tuds they had last season. This is rushing or receiving tuds only from with his passing tuds. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Okay. Uh, DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is on the list. Any guesses how many he scored last year? This is going to give Six. us a great a great feeling of of whether or not you overinflate a person's value or under yeah. or, uh, or under deflate a person's value. DeAndre Swift only scored four touchdowns last year. Four. Ooh. Wow. That's that's shocking. Well, maybe it's not so shocking because we did, like you said, have the best tandem in in history, running back tandem in history. Um, so I got DeAndre Swift. Did I want Harrion scored? Brian Harrion scored a touchdown. Harrion scored, scored two. A touchdown. A touchdown. Okay. Brian Harrion is on the list though, so you're still alive. I'm still alive. By the way, uh, we're counting. We're counting how many you can name before you get one wrong. So you should go with your okay, yeah, the, yeah. ones you're sure uh, of. Isaac, yeah, Isaac Nada. Isaac Nada. How many? How many did he have? Three. He only had two, but that was close. Who? Okay. Uh, McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman. How many did he have? 
Oh gosh, this is just gonna be this is gonna be bad. I, four. He had six touchdowns. Ooh. So Man, a couple rushing. Cuts. Remember he had the couple. Oh, okay. He had a couple in Yes, yes, yes. That's and then what the around receiving. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, McCall. Uh, Terry Godwin. Terry Godwin. How many? Oh, Daniel. Uh, I'm gonna go five. Six. Six again. Six. Our rece- we had good receivers last year. And both those guys coming year. back. They're coming back. Um, Big time. Did uh, Riley Ridley. He did? How many? Two. He did have two. I would have never. Two. I probably wouldn't have even remembered that he had one. Yeah. Much less that he had, he had two. He had two. Um, who you, else? There are. I'm not going to tell you how many more names are on the list. You certainly have not uh, run the gamut. Okay. I have not run the gamut. Um, did Elijah Holyfield get a tud? I'm going to say he did. Yeah, he did. He did. He got two, actually. Two. I, I would have just said one. Two touchdowns uh, from Holyfield. We were at a game yeah. where he scored a touchdown yeah. last year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So. And we were really excited that he got in. Um, did, did, did what's his name? Tyler Simmons didn't score a touchdown. He was onside. But he did not score a touchdown. No, I'm sorry. No, um, no, he he didn't he didn't score. One. He did not uh, score a touchdown. So you Charlie, you, you got. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm capping you right here because you missed one. Okay, good. One, two, I, I didn't miss. three, four, five, six, seven. You got seven of the nine people. We had nine people score a touchdown last year, rushing or receiving. That are coming back onto this year's team, and you got seven of the nine. You were about to say Charlie Warner, who is not on this list. I was about to list. say Charlie. Ooh, Charlie Warner did not score a touchdown last year. Uh, Jake Fromm had himself three rushing touchdowns last year. Good, good on you, Jake. And uh, the ninth guy that scored a touchdown, our only non-offensive touchdown of the season, was J.R. Reed. Do you remember when when he scored that touchdown? J.R. Reed. J.R. Reed, by the way, somebody to be excited about in my mind. Oh, he oh, oh he he's incredible. I love the fact that we got him. Was that the was that the sack strip fumble that he returned? Uh, was it Auburn? No, it was the Florida game. Florida sack on the goal line, and yes. he scooped it up and waltzed in. That was the moment when the Florida game officially ended and became oh, I loved that. the greatest moment of my life to that point. <laughs> uh, that's All right. Well, fantastic. You got seven out of nine. Well done. I, I feel okay about that. Yeah. Since we're just getting into the season, I, I'm, I'm okay. We're yeah. going to do better. We're considering, do better. That you, considering that you hadn't intentionally thought about Georgia football in quite some time. Quite All some right. Time. Well, that's all we got. Appreciate you listening. If you're still listening, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Talking Dogs Pod. You can subscribe or give us a rating or a review on iTunes. That would help us out a ton. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week.